This is a fake commercial for OnlyFans after the sex is gone. Oh, Ready? Yeah. Close my eyes. <clears throat> hey, you. Do you like things wet and hot? Then you'll love OnlyFans. You'll love risotto. A North Italian rice dish cooked in broth <laughs> until it reaches a creamy consistency derived from meat, fish, even vegetables. Mm. Risotto on OnlyFans. Alex, you want to do your little clap thing? Three, two, one. Kevin! What's up? How's it going? I always love the way in which Kevin says, sup. And when my energy it's is at a 12, I, I did, Kevin's at a two. It's, it's just kind of a, I feel like it's just kind of a, an awkward way to start the podcast. By screaming Kevin? Yeah. Like uh, Tom Malone? No, yeah. I mean, we're fucking back. I'm no, I, like, I, don't, I don't dislike it. I just, you know, it makes you don't me feel associate kind of weird. with Macaulay Culkin? Is, that, is, is it a Macaulay Culkin thing? No. Okay. Little uh, McAllister? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just wait. Quiet, is that, right? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No. Okay. So, Kevin. The second podcast in three days here at the studio. Yeah, big. can you feel? Can you feel the vibes? Yeah, we're uh, we're pumping them out here. Yeah, I think we're starting to earn our podcast creds, if you will. Yeah, four guests in four weeks. Four guests. To be honest, I now have a whole new respect for people that do podcasts with guests every single week, or do multiple podcasts with guests every single week, because that is a booking logistical nightmare. Um, but to be honest, we've been getting great people, and people have been coming physically to the studio, which is the best part. Oh yeah. Um, and so much so, last week we forgot to even do topics. Like we forgot the whole general concept of our show. Well, I, I cut the topics because the no the interview is much better. Well, the interview is great, but I think we're gonna get back to basics. Yeah, today, we we're, we're gonna have, have a ba- we're gonna have a balanced pod today. We're gonna balance it because I missed the I missed the news. I missed the topics. I thought those things, you know, sort of like uh, we got we got to talk about that stuff, right? So uh, we have another talented and legendary motherfucker in the house, uh, Adam R. Garcia. Do you uh, want to keep the R in? Are we still keeping the R in? How do we how do we feel about it? What's it yeah, stand yeah, for? Yeah, yeah. What's keep it, it in? Yeah, keep it in. Keep it, it in. Stands for resplendent. Adam R. Garcia. We're keeping the R is a designer and creative director whose work spans design, illustration, branding, packaging, and gallery exhibits. He studied graphic design at the Minneapolis College of Art and Design. Is that, where, that is where you grew up, right? Minneapolis? Correct. Okay. Uh, has worked in a variety of design positions before opening his own Portland-based studio, which is called The Pressure, 2012, uh, an iconic poster. The pressure is good for you. I always think of that uh, line. I think of that phrase. I think of that. Uh, I think of this person. Collaborated with a range of clients. Kevin, you ever hear of these? Nike. Yeah. <laughs> As company, Nickelodeon Target, and even Kanye West himself, who today I read is uh, publicly uh, is changing his name to Just Ye. So shout out to uh, Kanye, aka Ye. Uh, today is the creative lead at a little company from uh, Cupertino, you may have heard of, called Apple. Welcome, Adam R. Garcia to Front End Center. Adam, welcome. Welcome to New York. Uh, What's going on? What are, we, uh, what, are we, what are we doing here? I'm happy to be here. <laughs> uh, I am. I'm happy to be here. It's nice to see you, Alex. Kevin, yeah. it's nice to meet you. Yeah. Thanks for um, coming. Likewise. We're chilling on a little stopover, my girlfriend and I, <laughs> on our way to my Aunt Gwen's wedding reception in Minneapolis. We're gonna hear, we're here for a couple of days in the heat and the, the rain. Yeah. Cold kicking it. Awesome. I am not um, a pilot mm, okay. or a person who knows directions very well. Okay. But if I... You know current, center. I, I know, I'm just straight down the middle. Mm-hmm. You live in California currently. I live in Los Angeles, California. Beautiful, beautiful Los Angeles. <laughs> you are going to a wedding in Minneapolis. A reception. Yeah. In Minneapolis, in the Midwest. Yeah. Let's How go. is 
new how did new york mm. become the central place for that uh sort of trip i can understand your confusion <laughs> uh and uh, no well we we were like we had we had work off so mm. we, we had work off we took a little vacay and we're like what do we want to do are we going to go hang out in minneapolis for a bunch i was there a couple weeks ago sure um, and we thought that new york would be cool to go to so we went we we came here we awesome. went here. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're glad you're here because, again, um, I have a uh, Rolodex of, you know, sort of 20 people for the show. Hell yeah. Maybe Max. Um, and you, your name is on the list. And uh, yes. Rich told me you were in town. Yep. Rich, too. <laughs> so uh, we appreciate you coming by. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm honored. For real. I'm yeah. Honored. No. And uh, we did have a little bit of conversation before the podcast. Um we are on high alert for giving out Apple secrets. So uh, we can't do that because then we could potentially uh, get them in trouble. So first question, when is the new Apple Keynote and uh, what products are we putting out? And I've already answered this. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I plead the fifth. Okay. So um, that's cool. Uh, we like that. Um, uh, why is there no OnlyFans app on iOS? I can't... <laughs> Speak to that exactly, <laughs> but great question. I would try Googling it. So okay, uh, okay. we have about 100 questions here that we cannot ask, but I'm going to splice them in. Just I'm kind of, I'm going to try to trick me. And shit. No, I'm not going to try to <laughs> trick you. I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to wear you them, down. But then yeah, every now attrition. and then I'm just going to hit you with one. Um, maybe let's actually, uh, maybe. I'm going to matrix deep dodge that. I know. I could tell I could do this because you're a pro. If you ever met Tim Apple, is that a real man? <laughs> it is. Yeah. Is he it's nice? not, he's not who you think he is. Is he nice? He's, uh, well, Tim Apple's a real guy. Um, he doesn't work at Apple. He I refuse. A, I refuse. He to owns call. an orchard. In I can't Southern even, California. I can't even remember the CEO's name anymore. I just, it's Tim Apple up yeah. there. It's a great name. <laughs> who called him that? Donald that Trump. Donald Trump. Right. Uh, oh my 45. Best, th best that thing guy that guy too. ever did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of amazing that uh, he thought that his last name was Apple. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's like calling him like Donald America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's kind of brilliant. Um, quite real, true question okay. about Apple. I think we can answer this. Okay. Creative lead. Yeah, yeah. Give us, can you give us a little like insight into sort of like, and th so this is a new position, obviously. How many, how long have I've you? Been at, I've been at uh, Apple Music specifically for two years. Got it. I, I, went, okay, I so went there to work at Apple Music. So it. I'm So there. the position is just Apple Music based. Apple Music specific and the job of a creative lead is like a creative director. So I have a team. We do a bunch of cool shit and we work in content design on, on the platform. So everything that you see on, on, um, on the, on know, the Apple, Apple Music, music front that goes through our, our crew. Um, how are you liking uh, being uh, back to in-house? Because I know you had your own studio for a while. Yep. You used to work at Nike. I think yep. I left that part out of your... Uh, no, you said it. No, you did said I say it? it? Okay, yeah. there you go. Um, it was the first what one. You, what is, what, how's it like you, working you said at... It. You said it. Okay, yeah. good. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's good, man. I, um, it's been an interesting arc. Like, uh, started in music years ago, yeah. you know? was a musician, worked with musicians, music got me into all this stuff. Um, and then started throwing shows and throwing events and getting into like storytelling and doing like, you know, in Portland for 10 years, doing stuff like hosting spelling bees, like bringing people together in the community to do shit, doing conferences. Nike was cool because I wasn't, uh, I wasn't ever really into like shoes or sports. And I told them that. I'm like, warning. I'm probably not your dude. And they're like, that's why we want like, you. We like you more. Yeah. That's kind of why they wanted me there for this outsider POV and did some cool shit there for a couple of years. And then um, running the studio was 
fun, as you know. I mean, our, when I walked in here, I had flashbacks and goosebumps, the name Ooh. of my memoir. I had flashbacks and goosebumps at the same time <laughs> because this reminds me so much, like literally the pillars. Uh, ours was a little bit thinner, but this is what my first studio felt like, yeah. except ours was smaller sure, and smelled a little bit better. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Well, that's because Kevin and I are the only ones that work here. Listen, I stopped wearing deodorant in the beginning of the pandemic, and yeah, I realized yeah, that yeah, I didn't yeah. even need to wear it in the first place. <laughs> we clean Good. up for our guests, and then I think after like the first two, we gave up. We're just yeah. like, well, we are who we are, you yeah, know? I was just joking. It does. It smells great. In here. Well, thank you yeah. um, for that. We, 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 we didn't open the fridge. Yeah. Oh. But also, um, yeah, there is a certain uh, smell and feel of working in a sort of independent studio. What, um, it, it, yeah, it is. It's and a smell of hard work, it dedication, is. and independence. That's true. Yeah. And the smell you, of grind. Yeah. Hustle. Gross. Yeah. Hustle. MTV's of the grind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We... <laughs> We, it smells like coke. Hold on, hey, do you know that reference? Do you know I, MTV's I The Grind? I just, oh, I just see, laughed because I wanted to be a part of it. <laughs> see, this is like you sometimes have to like because Kevin's smart and good. Like he, he'll smart. just he'll just like no, but I'm saying he'll okay. he'll let it go. He's not going to be like, what's the grind? Because he yeah. knows that like that's that's you know yeah. kind of uh, you play you go on you go with it. Yeah, he yeah, goes with the Yeah. Uh, sometimes I got you know dunk. Who Eric nieces. Nah, sometimes I got to dunk on Alex though. You know. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 lets uh, he lets it go. I know a lot of stuff. I have older siblings. He knows yeah. a lot of stuff. Don't like don't t- don't tell. Like that was that on the resume, just at the top, real big. It actually said, "If you got a problem, you'll all solve it." That's literally ke- what Kevin has on his resume, and instantly does it really? Yeah, yeah. It's not on the resume. It's on the. Uh, it was on uh, working, 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 not working, working. Yes. like uh, profile page. And I, I was like, that. I like this guy already. Yeah. He's uh, we got problems, and yeah. he's going to come solve them. So, um, how long did you run the studio for? About four years. Four years. Yeah, and. Were you sort of interested in sort of moving away from it and trying to get a job in uh, a field? You were kind of had had enough. Yeah, not necessarily. I mean, it was hard, um, as you know. You yeah, know, running running a small studio, payroll, the biz stuff, the logistics. We were doing a lot of events. We were trying to subsidize a lot of other work and kind of like personal merchandising and like fun fun things. And we we gave a lot of shit away. Like we yeah. literally gave a lot of things away. We'd make posters, give them away, make sure it's give them away. And that doesn't make a totally sustainable business model. Yeah. But it <clears throat> does get a name out there and it does create a kind of energy and vibe that we wanted to create. Um eventually, you know, it kind of went from me to a couple people and went back to me for a little bit where I was doing the pressure just as me. And then I kind of went back going freelance and I was working at Nike and I was popping around some other spots as like a freelance CD. And then I got a job at Instrument, which is a really dope digital design agency in Portland. Um, Incredible humans, incredible ethos. I love Instrument so much. And I was there for about a year and a half and then got a call from music. And, and, And at first I said no. And then once I started meeting the people there, I realized that I loved all the people that I met that I was talking to and they're point of view and the, the way they thought about the world and music and technology in the future, I realized we're going to be the kind of conversations that I wanted to have. And it felt like a dope kind of like circuit closing on sure. where I started. Like it all kind of came together and it was dope. I yeah. love it. I love it so much. No, that's so cool. Yeah. Like I always talk about that. Like whenever I can kind of put my like core interests as a person, which are like, you know, design and sports and mm-hmm. technology and stuff like that and sort of like that's what I'm working on. It always feels like I'm fooling someone because I would do it for free. You know? That's and it. so I think yeah. for you, like coming from music, uh, being a sort of a historic rapper, um, historic in the nineties, is that when you were rapping? In no, the like early 2000s. Early you, got, 2000s. you got bars. Are you on Let's Apple music? I'm not. Uh, I think I have, I think I'm like, I'm on a couple songs on Apple music. For okay. Like you want me to get a beat going? You want to spit some, you want to spit some I mean, bars? I don't, I don't rap for free. 
Oh, no. no, I'm just joking. Do you have a you rap, rap name? For- we, we yeah, I mean we we get down all the time. Like the thing the thing about wait, wait, wait. we get down all the time. Yeah, like, what is that? Like we're going back to Minneapolis. I'm gonna hang out with my homies from Minneapolis, okay. and we rap, we dance, we rap. We like we're hip hop heads, and we will never ever not express ourselves <laughs> via the four elements of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like, Break like dancing, graffiti, MCing. DJing? Uh, hoagie sandwiches. Making... Let's go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah, finally we got Kevin guy. excited. Let's go. Fuck, do I, get, do I pass the hip hop class? No, um, it's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, I got a question for you. So, wait, it, it better be about sort of, is it about rapping? When, yeah, let me. Let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Kevin. Sorry. So, I got, a, I got a question for you. You said you wouldn't rap for, for free. That but means, That's not true. Would you rap for exposure? <laughs> no. <laughs> Kevin. All right. Well, we got. We got. Okay. <laughs> we got thousands of listeners here. This could be your big break. I know you work at Apple and Apple Music, but yeah. um, this podcast could be yeah. the thing that puts you over the top. I'm sorry. You sound like the the guys that you said would call you and ask you if you <laughs> want to make money. <laughs> well, no, they want to give me money. And I'm like, there's gotta got to be it. some sort of uh, catch. Like, is there a they're catch? Like, they're like, nope. No, we'll give you an offer you can't refuse. And I'm like, this is terrifying. Um, but yeah, if, they, so, if they call you and sound like they're wearing a trench coat. Yeah. They they come from the Sopranos. You should send them to me. Um, Let me take I care of them. Nothing. So can I? Can you paint a picture for me? Because I'm 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 really trying to figure this out. You go home, and you're like, "Yo, boys, we got to link up." The year's 2021. Like, are we getting a bunch of beers? And we're sitting. You know, we're, are we like? And and we're 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 putting on beats. On we're going on like a you know, Jada Kiss type beat on YouTube. Like what, like where are we rapping? How are we rapping? And like, um, uh, cause I'm having a hard time imagining it. Yeah. When you say I'm, I go home, I meet up with my boys and we rap. Yeah. Well, I didn't say that exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't say my boys, but, uh, I, I go home, I hang with my boys. We rap. That's easy. <laughs> well, don't you get about it? Um, uh, he did say that. <laughs> I, I, did he not say he was going to go home with his boys and 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 yeah and he no, just I didn't, said, he I, no I, just I did that. not oh. gender anyone so that's fair his uh, crew he said I think he did said he say homies. crew I uh, probably said homies homies or crew maybe okay sorry I don't know, we can run sorry if I non gendered um, yeah yeah I mean we uh, like I still write songs I play the guitar and write songs and like everyone that I know is expressive in some way like yeah. especially people from Minneapolis where literally like kind of everybody raps or de- everyone in my and my generation that are in my friend group, yeah. Uh, if they're not still doing things that are in that kind of artistic field, then they were, or they are part of it tangentially in some way, whether they're engineers or producers or, or owning uh, venues or whatever. That's just kind of the you know peop- the crew that I came from. So when I go back, we do all those things. We sit and draw. We goof around. We freestyle. <laughs> you like, yeah, we, we just do stuff. Beautiful. Yeah. And I don't mean to come off as uh, oh, I don't mind at all. Uh, yeah. you know, disrespectful to the not crowd at all because I think I feel like that's something that um, yeah, maybe I didn't do. Maybe I didn't have a crew that we were just like drawing and uh, rapping. Yeah. And uh, you were a sports dude, right? Yeah, that's yeah. I guess so. Yeah, like my my boys or my my crew. Yeah, you know, I guess we would watch other people play sports, which I would imagine to you, it's like that's why would I waste my time doing that? I want to like, I want to create, I want to make, I want to sort of like uh, yeah. express myself, which is quite literally what you said. Yeah. I, I don't think I would think it was a waste of time because I understand why people love sport um, because of the 
team aspect and because of the history and sure. because of the competition. Like I totally get it, the athleticism. Um, I think that's really cool and I respect it. I just never did that. And part of that is like probably my upbringing, you know? Um, yeah. Never really played sports, but I always did super expressive shit. Always, relentlessly. So Yeah, you also, I love when you post online like your drawings, like yeah. from your sketch pad. I'm always like, super super impressed and thank you, know, you i think that's one of those things where just like that means a lot to me so many people that design and do what we do like you forget that they were once that kid that like was into drawing and painting in like at some point before they became a guy that could like make something for apple or nike yeah for and sure i think that's something that like i notice a lot of young designers or young creative uh, individuals like they jump they're like it's my fourth year being a professional like i'm a creative director now mm-hmm. and it's like I hate to sound like the old head because I, I know I do, but I'm like, there's a certain amount of like steps and hours, Malcolm Gladwell style. You mm. have to like put in. Kind of sounds like the old guard. I, I and this is where I, this Tear is. Tear it down. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like I didn't become a creative director because like of just the title. It was the experience and the time sure. and the sort of like work and the years that i put in and so i think people you know is we do we do uh we talk about a lot of memes on this mm-hmm. uh, show which is great for a podcast everyone loves when you talk about a meme but like on the left it's like creative director and it's like don draper and on the right it's just like a soundcloud you know 22 year old with like you know face to face alex yeah. the world is ending the uh timetables are accelerating we got to get titles now we got to get we got to get the titles now. We got to get the money now. We don't have much time left. I appreciate that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I understand you, you want to jump straight to the sort of like the finish line, but you know, we we got we got to put in the work. Um, I say more power to any kid that wants to call himself a creative director or herself a creative director because it's you know it is some words that are slapped together and they kind of mean different things no matter where you're at and. What you just said about timelines accelerating, I know you were kind of joking, but I get that. I get the anxiety around it. I also understand that there's a massive fucking democratization of tools where if someone wanted to come out and create a world around a campaign for a song, they can do it and it could be great. And if it resonates with a bunch of people, that is their world. And it's probably some shit that we couldn't do, you know? The thing is the experience, the business acumen, the connections that are made, how to know how to get a shirt created for cheap you know it's like those are the that. things yeah. kevin knows that i mean listen but i agree with you there's yeah. definitely sort of a uh ability to create and make that is uh independently sort of possible because of the, the tools and sort of everything mm-hmm. we have access to where i think you and i come from uh, an, an age a time when you know you had to <laughs> fucking uh you know you had to beatbox on the corner and uh <laughs> You had to cut out uh, sort of, uh, you know, magazine clippings. Uh, I didn't do either of those two things. Did you? But like there was a certain amount of like design. uh, I don't know. This again sounds so fucking old, but it's like you had to. I had to make a bunch of shit. Back yeah. in my day, I did. Yeah. I had to cut things out and I had to. Exacto knives. Kevin, when was the last time you held an exacto knife? Really last night. Really? Yeah. What were you doing? Don't worry about it. (laughs) See? This is, you're not going to tell us, Kevin? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> Adam, while you're here, I had one thing, one other thing. And we want to get into topics because I think we have lots, a lot of things in the news. Um, mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite parts of our relationship is how we met. Do you recall? 
You don't remember. <laughs> I don't, I don't, it's okay because I, remember. I never remember anything. Yeah. Um, as Shane's like, you're going to say it and I'm gonna be like, oh, yeah. Somebody, somebody's <laughs> always got to remember. I think one of, the, one of the people always remembers. Well, that's good because that's. I got, I got the proof. This time here. it just happens to be. Yeah. I happen to have it. It also happens, it happens to be by email. Which is oh that's, um, that's not really meeting. Well, I guess, but do you know how the first time that like I, we were sort of uh, connected? Do you recall that? No. Okay, so there was an email that you sent on January seventh, two thousand fourteen. Okay, so we're talking over seven years ago. Mm-hmm. I sent it to you. You sent it to me and uh, and and Darren uh, Crescenzi. <gasps> yes. And the subject line, I think Kevin would appreciate this. All caps: New York Young Male Connections. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. My name is Adam R. Garcia, and I run an internet company called, quote, New York Young Male Connections. I find handsome guys in the Big Apple that have similar interests and introduce them via email and hope that they will eventually meet up for, quote, happy hour, uh, a happy hour quiche or perhaps a seltzer at a deli and talk about said commonalities. According to your profiles on our site, you are both quite into, quote, branding, whatever that is, like, quote, basketball, and are from, what I can tell, pretty nice guys with non-shitty attitudes. Wait. Yes. A perfect match. Mm. Darren meet Alex. Alex meet Darren. Holler, y'all. All caps. Oh, yeah. That wow. is, that that is a beautiful thing to do for other people. What, is was, that that, something? what was that organization's name again? Uh, <laughs> all caps. New York Young Male Connections. Very different than the low, all lowercase one. Totally different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think about that because I think it, in my mind, like, sets up who you are as a person that's such a beautiful thing to like see other people out there in the world and be like these two are gonna be like they have common interests and i want to introduce them via email and you you ended up hating each other right uh no i was at his wedding that's right that's right i'm sorry uh we are best friends got it um at least from my side yeah um he's gonna be on the podcast awesome um i love that person do you send uh, lots of young male, New York male connections, emails? <laughs> I think, uh, no, I, I definitely like uh, good connections. Yeah. And sometimes you can tell there's just going to be like cool chemistry. And, but that's such a nice yeah. thing to do for other people. I And again, mm-hmm. Darren is one of my close friends and someone that I admire and that's consider, cool. yeah, uh, someone I can talk to because of you. So I'm, I'm here seven years later to say thank you. Yeah, I bet your paths would have crossed anyway. Maybe this was just a little catalyst, just a little bump. I don't know where I wanted to go with that story, but I'm just like, That's cool. I, I think it's yeah. pretty dope. Wait, how did you, you guys meet then? Were... That was how you met somebody else. That's true. That's not actually how we met, but that was my first time sort of yeah. like interacting with you. I was familiar with your work and sort of all the stuff yeah. you had done. But, Likewise. Um, when did we meet in person? I couldn't tell you that. I think, didn't we? Yeah, I, I really, I don't know. I'm nice. Yeah. That's sweet. Let's make something up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, listen. We're here now, and that's all that matters. That's true. Um, but yeah, no, I thought that was always something that like, I was always thankful. I was like, wow, he made an introduction to someone that I consider a, a, a good friend. And uh, I wish more people out there were like that, which is like, I'm just trying to connect people. And I'm always uh, admiring those type of people that are like, the, Rich too is kind of like that. He was totally. on the podcast. He was like, and you got you and Rich are obviously friends because yep, yep. you guys share that together. You're like, we're creative guys that uh, rap and beatbox and dance. Yeah. We hang out. We just windmill on the ground together. Every, <laughs> every time we meet, we have to battle, and then whoever loses has to pay for drinks. Who's the better dancer between you and Rich? Totally think? different kinds of dance. Mm. Um, yeah, we do different kind of dance dances. What, what kind of dance do you do? Um, I I was a popper and a locker. Ooh, okay. And Rich was a b boy. So they're okay. they're. they're all lumped into the rubric of breakdancing traditionally, but one's from the East Coast, one's from the West Coast, one's funk style, one's like B-boy, um, you know, New York 
way more hip hop oriented and popping and locking is more funk historically. Cool. So very, very different. We might need the we might need to get some on video just for a promo. Yeah, just a little subtle little thing. Um right. I just did my best pop and lock. That's great. Um Yeah, you know it's really funny though, like during quarantine, because everyone was sort of stuck in their house and I think uh people were bored mm-hmm. more than anything. Just people were breaking out their like their 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 tertiary skills yeah for real <laughs> just being like oh yeah i could do this you know and i was like damn fucking rich can really fucking move yep. and then one day i forget what it was I, I think uh i think you were dancing with with your your partner or something yeah i posted some dance videos yeah, yeah. and i was like what the fuck is going on everyone is a fucking professional dancer slash graphic <laughs> designer <laughs> like i have no skills in that way whatsoever dancing is furthest thing from what i can do really i bet you can oh. dance i bet you can nod ahead good on a dance floor oh i'm like even at a concert like yeah i'm just like that guy's like you bop i bop you're bopper like, is everyone looking at me am i am no. i bopping weird nobody's you're looking s- at you alex well that's because i'm just high at those concerts you know just self-conscious like, bopper yeah so yeah. Uh, are we gonna get a new apple watch you think or is the apple watch gonna get upgraded or how about bopping's important yeah yeah because it means that you're there and you're being present in the rhythm. And I think that's the most important part. I feel bad that you feel self-conscious, though. Because I mean, to be you, swept away by the harmonies or the, the rhythm is like, that's what it's I'm, all about. You're saying um, I got to let myself go? You're saying I'm too Well, I, well that sounds I think pejorative. you need to take more drugs, Alex. <laughs> okay. Thank you, guys. I appreciate yeah. that. I think it's this sort of New Yorker in me mm-hmm. that just everything is just riddled and uh overwhelmingly uh anxiety prone to do anything are you from new york originally yeah like where were you from originally i grew up on long island so on what long island oh long island you ever heard of it that's where de la soul's from that's true do you work with anybody who has a green text box no okay (laughs) (laughs) cool I was just asking. Him. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Speaking of, do you want to get into our our news of the week? Love to. News I love topics. of the week. Uh, we uh, we got topics, and actually, we have some pretty good ones here. Um, we sent them to you uh, no less than you know two hours ago, so mm. you've had plenty of time to prepare, mm-hmm. um, plenty of time to think about these things and how they are affecting our world. Um, the first one I actually th- find incredibly interesting. Um, and maybe that's just because I'm, I'm, I'm a branding guy and like I think about sort of like brands that have done a lot, mean a lot, but maybe need to be uh, reinvented or reimagined or dusted off and mm. repositioned. And uh, the brand is Tiffany's. And so one of the things on the podcast that we have uh, we've we've starting we're trying to always get better. Right, Kevin? Yep. We're better constantly. Kevin's not even paying attention. See? Yes, I am. We're we're getting better, which is we're going to try to do less like rebranding things because we realize that like there's a lot of people, uh, despite what we think, they aren't, you know, they're unable to see what we're talking about Mm -hmm. while we are talking because people, I think, use podcasts Mm -hmm. while they're doing other things. For sure. So I think it's safe to say that maybe they aren't sitting at their computers or on their phones looking at the things that we're looking at. So we're going to try to incorporate topics Mm -hmm. into things that we can describe with our words. Yeah, more conceptual-based, less like visual critiques. Yeah, Yeah, more like less also like, look at this design. I don't know if I like this color palette, which is something we were doing uh, a couple weeks ago, where it's like, let's look at this rebrand for this system and like kind of break down its elements. And I don't know, like maybe we do that at some point in the future when the show has a visual component to it, but like, Mm -hmm. 
you know, I don't know. It just we're 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 shifting gears. So the the first story is still very much a branding story. It's Tiffany's. Uh, Tiffany's is the iconic jewelry uh, brand. It's been around for uh, hundreds of years. Who knows? Who can say? They're making a lot of noise. And I remember this story first popping up a couple weeks ago when I saw the first campaign that was sort of being plastered around uh, New York and also in Los Angeles, which just had the line, not your mother's Tiffany mm-hmm. on the side of it. It sort of had this like, um, you know, sort of bold in your face sort of design photography style. It's a very sort of, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, a bit younger. The people don't look like they are sort of your traditional Tiffany's sort of uh, uh, demographic. And uh, that's really it. And so I think the the goal of this is to signal that a new there's a new era in Tiffany's and um, sort of kind of trying to take the old dusty brand uh, feeling that comes with Tiffany's and comes with some of the jewelry and trying to uh, shake it up a little bit. So um, that is sort of where the Tiffany's resurgence began. Uh, apparently, LVMH bought Tiffany. So that was something that I, I read in my sort of research here today, which was... Who is that? They are sort of the uh, holding company for fashion. Like 50% of brands in fashion are owned by sort of LVMH. I think it's uh, uh, Louis Vuitton, now uh, Off-White, and uh, probably dozens of luxury brands. Uh, they're sort of like the... Craft uh, or Pepsi, oh, Coca Cola, <laughs> giant corporation, overlord of fashion. Adam, do you yeah, I mean, uh, agree with that assessment? Um, or just like as I'm, or what yeah, LVMH, I mean, it, you also like, beverage you... companies, right? It's, it's Louis Vuitton, Moet Hennessy is what LVMH stands for. Whoa, and uh, so hella, hella beverage, beverage companies, uh, spirits, and then a bunch, a bunch of other things. Yeah, damn. Um, so they're they they uh, they're really raking in the dough. Yeah, that's what they do. That's yeah. they yeah. literally are the dough. Like yeah. they print money. I and then like Givenchy, Dior, yes, Louis, obviously. But they rep. Yeah, I mean, the, when it comes to that, that like level yes. in fashion, like they kind of have most of it on lock. It's pretty interesting. So they bought and Tiffany. So they bought Tiffany, yep. which um, obviously makes jewelry. And so they have, uh, you know, they had they had, uh, I guess, new management was sort of brought in to sort of shake off the cobwebs. And um, I felt like not your mother. So before, and then this week, the big story is that Jay-Z and Beyonce are sort of the, you know, spokespeople are sort of uh, part of the new campaign. Brand ambassadors. Brand ambassadors. So the first thing I want to talk about really quickly is like not your mother's Tiffany. Like, did you see that? Did that, does that resonate? Like, what do you, what do you, what's your general sort of gut instinct on that? I mean, me or Kev? You first. Yeah. I mean, anyone. We can take it discussion style. But yeah. You lead off. Let's do it. <laughs> discussion. What do you guys think? I don't know, man. Uh, Tiffany has such a um, connotation. You know, I mean, it means expensive jewelry. I read something recently about, I think it was uh, Samutaro, the Samutaro Instagram page. They were going through uh, Tyler's obsession with Tiffany Blue. Tyler, did, the creator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyler. So it kind of did a deep dive then a couple weeks ago into that whole like Tiffany blue thing, which is called, I think 1837 blue named after the year they were founded. Okay. The not your mother's Tiffany thing to me feels like, um, a brand that has a pretty old (laughs) connotation, but still, it, it still has a connotation that is like resonant. And when you say not your mother's Tiffany, I just, you know, coming from like the ad world, I imagined the copywriters 
And I know they were working with a new 29-year-old like president or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Who's like the son of the old cat. Um, And then you show like Gen Z cats. Kind of looks like a Gap commercial. And it says, not your mother's Tiffany. It sounds like old people maybe telling young people that they are relevant in a way that feels a little forced to me. But I'm also not the demographic that they are talking to. So that is just my kind of like external perception. I think you're right. Like that's exactly what is happening. They're like, okay, well, this brand speaks to old people. We want to try to get younger. And I feel like the not your mother's Tiffany is like such low hanging fruit of like, the idea or the strategy being so blatantly obvious, but it's also kind of effective. You're like, okay, like mm-hmm. we're here to let you know that this is not the brand for your mother. Like this is not the brand that your mother wore. This is a brand for you, young person, Gen yeah. Z on TikTok. Like, and so they basically just put that on a billboard. Yeah. Totally. This is classic example of surface level change. This is certainly your mother's Tiffany. This is exactly, <laughs> they've changed nothing. Well, yeah. Nobody in Gen, nobody in Gen Z can even fucking afford Tiffany's. Like, mm-hmm. let's get that, let's get that out there. Like, mm-hmm. nobody's buying diamonds. Fuck them. They're bad for, they're bad for the entire world. We're over there, and we're over there, like fucking mining that shit with children and like, you know, slave labor. Like, it's not good. Let's just let's let's start by saying that. Like, fuck diamonds. Fuck Tiffany's. This is certainly your mother's Tiffany's. Like, the only thing that's not your mother's Tiffany's is this fucking outward facing ad. Yep. I mean, it's true. I think in this article I read, they're like the new people that are in charge, management, creative sort of strategy. They're not touching the product yet. And I think there's actually, to Kevin's point, like this is the easiest way to communicate that it is not your mother, Tiffany, but like they could also introduce new products that communicate that. I really, um, uh, we were talking about Frank Ocean's uh, new luxury jewelry brand, mm-hmm. Homer, which I kind of am in love with. I kind yeah. of like was, uh, oh, uh, I'm kind of obsessed with those you know pieces. They're, they're pricey, but um, I kind of want to go to the store and check it out. That is how you attract a new audience with high-end jewelry. This is just classic ad man like yeah. line and first thought. Like, how do we communicate? This is not for your mother. Oh, not your mother's, you know. Yeah. You know what I kind of, I kind of respect when brands that are older, like just if they make really high quality product and they are known for representing a thing, like yeah. I don't mess with diamonds either, but um, Tiffany is known as being this legacy brand. It represents Tiffany. It just is Tiffany and it can't be anything else and nothing else could be it. So I feel like by trying to speak a little differently and when it when it does come off forced, um, to me, it just really compromises that legacy in a way that if they maybe would just keep going, it could, I don't know. I, I, I like the idea that a brand can kind of like stick to its guns and be, you know, I think some car companies do this, like older car companies that yeah. that are like, yeah, we're expensive as hell and we love this kind of like Italian thing that we do and like uh, they just do it and... We are who we are. We are who we are. Yeah. I'm going to call my shot right here. I don't know if I've ever done this on the podcast. Today, it's August 25th at 5.15 p.m. Um, I have a prediction. They're going to update this logo. I think this Tiffany logo looks old, and it makes me feel like my mother's Tiffany because it's so Mm -hmm. sort of iconic. 
I think, and I, I I'm looking into the future, and I'm seeing a new uh, brand identity. Not too different. They're not going to get mm. rid of the teal. They'll keep the the you know, but that word mark, the serif, yeah, something well, is going to change. Let's cut those motherfucking serifs off. I just, I just, I think there's a way to signal change. There's a number of ways. There's one you put up a. You know, so we paste campaign saying we're not your, you know, mother's uh, Tiffany. Uh, the second thing is you get a, a new campaign with Beyonce and Jay Z, which we're going to talk about in a second. And then the third thing I think is change the logo. And I think uh, this is a, a prediction that they'll do so in the next year. Alex, keyword there, signal. Well, that's it. They're going to signal that they've changed, whether they have changed or not. They, um, they, that's what they're they're up to. And I think the, you know, sort of, uh, it's 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 probably going to be. Uh, it's going to take time, I guess, to probably uh, change all the stores or all mm-hmm. the things. And so it's much easier to put up an ad campaign and, um, you know, sort of uh, put out a, a weird video with Jay-Z and Beyonce. Mm-hmm. But that to me... Oh, this I, is a video? I wouldn't be that surprised. So let's talk about the campaign. I'm going to set up real quickly. So after the sort of Tiffany uh, at a home billboards, getting some people rumbling, talking, I definitely noticed it. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Let's uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, the big story this week is is a uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z Tiffany campaign. It's unclear exactly what it is. I think it's a commercial where she uh, or she is singing to Jay-Z and it's getting a lot of buzz because it's um, obviously Jay-Z and Beyonce, but they are also sitting in front of a never-before-seen painting by uh, Basquiat in the jeweler's signature Robin Egg Blue. What, what was the year? What was the I think it's 1837 blue. 1837 yeah. blue. blue. And then, which is some, you know, sort of, uh, you know, some giant flex, I guess, um, that they were able to sort of get this painting, which is never before seen. And then on top of that, it's also the first time that either the two superstars have been in the same campaign mm-hmm. together. And it's also the first time that the famous Tiffany Diamond, apparently with 128.54 carats, mm-hmm. was featured. And it's the fourth person only to wear it. The first three were Mary Whitehouse, Audrey Hepburn, and Lady Gaga. So this is the most famous gemstone, which was unearthed in South Africa in 1877, mm-hmm. and Jay Z um, and and Beyonce is wearing it for this campaign. So, I wonder how many people died for that for that gem. I think what's just so funny to me, or what's so interesting to me, it's like not your you know mother's Tiffany, and it's like we're gonna fucking you know sort of like convince you that or try to you know get young people, mm-hmm. and then they Jay Z and Beyonce are both in their Jay Z's in his fifties, in their forties, yeah, like 50s, yeah. Beyonce is in her. They're not. They're both. They're both parents. She's a mother, yeah. right? And then, like, they're they they they're so far out of the realm of sort of relatability at this point. So the fact is, they put this diamond that's never been worn before by anyone else on her. They put it in front of a Basquiat, which is never before seen. Who cares? And then, and Beyonce is in the in the video. Beyonce is singing. The, I think the song from Breakfast at Tiffany's, which is an older movie with yeah. Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. And it's shot on a Super 8, so it has an archival nostalgic look. And wow. So you you have, yeah, the 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 time thing, the nostalgia thing is yeah. interesting. Connecting the past to the present, the feet, it's super interesting. It's interesting, but it's like, 
Tiffany can't help themselves because I feel like if they're actually trying to talk to a Gen Z or young millennial, like this is the type of stuff that Kevin, they're not talking to Gen Z though. Yeah, they know, they know, they know people in the younger generations don't really fuck with diamonds. And the ones that do are like fucking super rich kids from LA. And they, I I like Jay Z and Beyonce. I don't have any, like, I don't have any qualms with them being in the ad. Like, good for them. Like, get the bag, whatever. My qualms are like, just fuck Tiffany's. Like, get out of here. Get out of here. here. (laughs) But like to me, it just it it it, it's like two weeks ago we were saying not your mother's brand. And we're like, okay, we're gonna be young, hip, and cool. And then it's like, let's break out the fucking diamond from a hundred and you know, fucking fifty years ago. To your point, sing a song from nineteen sixty one. Even that thought that feels old to me, (laughs) let alone to fucking a younger generation. And then, you know, the Basquiat thing is just why is Jay-Z turning into Basquiat? Like, why does he, like, he's got the hair and, like, I think he thinks he is Basquiat. He's been, he's referenced him in, you know, raps for years and years and years. Yeah. Find another artist. Yeah. That's a, that, that's a, that's a take. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of Bay and, Bay and Jay. Okay. Beyonce and Apple music, uh, sort of, uh, no, this, this is an Adam, this is an Adam take. I'm a, I'm, I'm glad they're doing their thing. And I understand why a brand would want to work with both of them. Like, can you imagine yeah, being sick. like the two biggest artists in the world? Sure. I mean, I think that kind of does supersede generation at that point. Um, and it will put that name and it will symbolize the, the change or signal the change that they're trying to make more than anything else. But yeah, it is the 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 layers of reference are I get it. It's confusing and I haven't seen the final result yet. I'm just reading articles about it. So until I see what it feel, you know, see it I'm like, oh, I get it. It'll probably help understand what their demos really at, you know, who they're aiming at. It it's, does. Yeah. I agree with you though, Kev, like it's not Can I call you Kev? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, call him Kev. Call me whatever you want. <laughs> Kevy? Kevy D. Kevy B. Kevy B. That's good. That's that's for sure your Um hip-hop dance crew name yeah i mean it's it's, i don't remember what i was talking about (laughs) i mean of course like i do think it's interesting like of course like there's a certain amount of uh press and uh attention that just comes by putting jay-z and beyonce in an ad but and and i agree of course like what brand wouldn't want to have them but i there's just something about the Basquiat and the Jay Z Beyonce and the 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 diamond and just the layers of it all that just make me just want to sort of throw up and just be like, really, like, is this gonna work for that idea or that sort of uh, reinvention, or is it just sort of painting it in, uh, yeah. you know, blue? You know what I think? Time will tell. I guess so. I mean, we're all talking about Tiffany. When was the last time we talked about Tiffany? Yeah. So I guess, you know, that's always what I come back to where I'm like, you know, this is doing what they want it to do, which Mm -hmm. is to get people to talk about this brand that has been dormant and Mm -hmm. sort of uh, uh, dusty for a long time. And uh, And a shout out to Ed Bengiot for uh, for creating ITC Tiffany, the custom typeface. That is what oh, the logo is. Oh, for the brand? Out. Yeah. No, just the, the typeface, ITC Tiffany. That was a Bengiot flip. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. RIP. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's just an interesting branding story because I think it's something to watch as the brand sort of goes through reinvention. Obviously, LVMH 
is, you know, sort of in the fashion world in terms of like knowing how to do that for legacy brands. And I think it happens all the time with, you know, sort of a new creative director in, mm-hmm. in fashion and a new creative director at a, at a fashion house like Givenchy or, mm-hmm. you know, Louis Vuitton or stuff like that. And it's, you know, I, I, I think it's, I think this is the beginning of, uh, of, of, of a lot of new uh, type of movement. And I think it was just a really interesting story. There was a lot of backlash yeah, people are upset. Um, people are upset about it. Um, people get upset about everything these days. But Kevin, what was the backlash? Um, people were saying like Basquiat's rolling over in his grave. Um, there was some criticism about, um, you know, just working with Tiffany's like in general. in general with like, you know, all the humanitarian issues mm-hmm. that come with that. Um, I think Jay-Z and Beyonce yeah. do a lot of good for humanity. I'll say that. Yeah. You know, so I think it's hard to like, sort of point a finger at them and be like, look at you guys. I don't know. T- if, taking this I, don't, I don't really know and, if there's really many fingers being pointed at them, except for them bringing in their like never before seen Basquiat painting into the mix. Like, I think people are upset with like, the Basquiat painting. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just like, oh, capitalism, uh, <laughs> Basquiat, like Basquiat's rolling over his grave. But like, I don't know. Like he's, he was a pretty commercially successful artist. Am mm-hmm. I right? Like, can I tell you, um, I'm not a big Diet Prada fan. I mean, they do some good things, but um, I'm not the biggest fan. They did a roundup of Basquiat's brand collaborations over the last, like, you know, 10 years or so. Do you want to hear them? Yeah. Coach, Allison Olivia, YSL, Eleven Paris, Uniqlo, Supreme, Comme de Garçon, Wacko, Maria, Diamond Supply Co., Reason Clothing, Peloton, DC Shoes, Doc Martens, Reebok, uh, Aetna, Kimono, Caseify, Herschel Supply Co., Barbie, Urban Decay, Uno... (laughs) And a brand called Ligne Blanche, and they have images for all of those collaborations. That's who who owns the? Is it like the Basquiat estate? Who owns? I don't know, but I have to assume that someone is obviously licensing out the Basquiat yeah. uh, art for apparel licensing. Mm-hmm. That person is making a ton of money. That's wild. Whoever, and that, whoever pers- that entity is. Whoever mm-hmm. that entity. Shout out to them because they are quite literally selling this man's work to any brand yeah. that has any money. And I think that's the part that I have always... I, I feel like he's obviously a, a legendary artist, someone whose work I actually really love. But when there's a, there's only so many collabs you can do. And I think um, when you start to see it in a Tiffany's... Uh, sort of uh, ad, it makes sense. And it, obviously with Jay-Z, you know, sort of dressing and his hair looking like Basquiat, like I, I, I get it, but like there's something about how much his work has been used uh, for commercial products that makes me uncomfortable. Do you think um, it's actually that uh, 1837 blue or whatever the number was? You think, do you think that painting is, uh, I think we could get out the swatch there and Oh, you're you're saying that there was some tomfoolery here? Maybe they maybe took that. I'm not saying uh, anything. I'm asking. I'm posing the question. uh, It's a good question. If it's a never before seen painting, and they just broke it out from the back room, do you think they maybe uh, turned that hue saturation just a little bit to match the Tiffany blue? No one's going to know. It's not like this is a piece that's been out there in the world. What are the chances that's actually uh, exactly the same color? You know, I've actually got a couple never before seen Basquiat's myself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. If anybody's in the market, you know. Hit my line. Oh, okay. You hear that? That's jewelry cool. comp- other jewelry companies. Yeah. Trying to 
Yeah, in case they're listening. Other hey, other jewelry companies. Oh, shout out to them. Zane's Jeweler. Oh, hell yeah. If you're listening, Kevin yeah. has Basquiat's. Yeah, boxes of Basquiat's. Um boxes of them. Boxes I have some I have some info on the estate of Basquiat. I oh, is that what you're looking up. up on your phone? Okay. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So it's the it is the estate of Basquiat. Okay. And uh it was owned by his father, Gerard Basquiat. Okay. Until his father unfortunately passed in 2013. It's currently administered, great word, by Basquiat's uh sisters, Janine and Lisson. Okay. You know what? Good for them. Shout yeah, out to them. For, I mean, it's in the family. That's yeah. cool. That is yeah. cool. I'm glad they didn't like sell it to someone and someone has just been like pimping out there. Uh, yeah. You know, that stuff. At least it's staying in the family. I think that is, um, uh, that's good to know. Yep. That makes me feel better because they're getting, someone's getting paid and it yeah. might as well be the family. Get the bag. Yeah. They're getting bags. Good, good for everybody involved in the story except for Tiffany's. Fuck Tiffany's. Wow. Um, and that's how we end the topic. So next one, OnlyFans. So this was actually a really interesting story because as of yesterday, it was a completely different story. Mm-hmm. I think everyone here I don't doesn't need really much introduction. OnlyFans is the uh, very popular sort of uh, premium paywall type app, which was primarily used. It's not for, an app. It's not on iOS. It's not. It's not an app. It's not on iOS. You can't use it on your phone. Oh, it's not. I can. On the I iOS. use. I can use it on my phone. I mean, you could use it on your phone. <laughs> One got could it. use it. You could use it on your their phone, phone. But you got to go through the. Uh, There's not a mobile application that's available in the Apple iTunes Store. Not to for download. Not iTunes. Okay, because it's not iTunes. It's yeah. not on iTunes. The App Store. Is it banned from iTunes? It's probably because they uh, Apple takes. They, it's probably like the in-app purchases thing. Probably. I'm not. Gonna, you know, I don't know. If only we're, we had a guest who can answer. Uh, why conjecture. isn't the only? Why isn't only? I said probably. I love, you know, the word probably is really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so let's forget about whether it's in the app store or if wherever you can get it. It's a big, big business uh, or it's a big, it's a movement actually more than even just a business of uh, people uh, b- taking uh, the right and the ability to share uh, their content, whatever mm-hmm. that content may be uh, with people and uh, charge people and sort of, uh, you know, sort of. Uh, create a subscription model for uh, themselves. And it's been primarily used uh, for sex workers um, as a uh, place to make money and to uh, share content. And as of last week, uh, or this week, actually, they they announced that they were going to uh, ban sexually explicit content on the platform. And this was obviously huge news because um, I have to assume that makes up at least... 75% 75% of the content on that app. And as certainly from a branding perspective, that's what the app is known for. So for them to decide to get rid of it, clean up its act, I think took a lot of people by surprise. Thoughts before well, we get into I f- I what f- happened. I think it's uh, the fact that this coincides with their new ad campaign, uh, Not Your Mother's Only Fans, <laughs> yeah. is very timely. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, they're uh, trying to dust off their old image. Yeah, their old and, ass image. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to change uh, what people thought of OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. In, but I, as a, it's a joke, but also kind of real. Kind right? of they're are. like they're like, listen, yeah. like you're trying to, you know, that OnlyFans you uh, may have heard of, where uh, you know, sort of uh, pornography and uh, mm-hmm. you know, no laws are, uh, are, are 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 installed. We're not that anymore. Not your child's OnlyFans. <laughs> not your neighbor's OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, not your neighbor's OnlyFans. Um, but like, Kevin, because I feel like you probably know more about this. Like, <laughs> what is on OnlyFans that they could 
like what would be on OnlyFans if not sexually explicit content? I mean, you got like uh, fitness creators, like a lot of people doing like workouts. Like there, granted, there is a lot of like sexually explicit content on the, on the app, and uh, that's predominantly what it's used for. There are people out there doing like music or like mm-hmm. there are people out there using it like Patreon, and I think that's the move that OnlyFans is was trying to do, you know, with pressure from banks and you know all that shit. The case of the matter is, you know, you've you've built this multi-billion dollar company on the backs of sex workers. What do you think is what do you think people are going to do when you're banning the most predominant content on the platform? People are going to get pissed. It's also symbolic. I was talking to Candy my, my girlfriend about this today. Just like OnlyFans was doing in my opinion doing a good thing. Like um no people weren't getting harmed as far as I know. And they were giving a space for sex workers to do their thing. Yep. And um, I think that, you know, obviously that's important. And via something like OnlyFans that was that uh, at that scale and that popular, uh, they're also destigmatizing a lot of a lot of that shit. And and by this thing happening yesterday or a couple of days ago, whatever. Yeah. It's almost like the conversation around the stigma. It's setting it back. It, on a massive cultural scale, we all have to have those conversations again. Is this right? Is sex working okay? And like that is old thinking. And by by going back, it's it's like yeah, you're you're standing up for something that's really important, and you're progressing culture. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. OnlyFans was completely changing the way that people saw sex work, and like that idea that maybe there was someone that you. Uh, were in school with or someone that was a coworker, and there's been so many stories about teachers and you know uh, people that you know were on OnlyFans or making supplementary incomes mm-hmm. and then they'd get outed or they would sort of like um, they would get kicked out of a school or they would you know, lose their jobs and all those things were you know sort of um, part of the old way that we saw the world which was like this is bad, this is evil, this is something that shouldn't be happening, let's sh- shame those people or let's let's not have those people around. But yeah. those people are around and we do need to sort of say mm-hmm. it's okay. Um, and also the fact that people were making a lot of money in a, in a good way, right? Yeah. Like actually supporting their families or sort of, um, you know, <clears throat> it's kind of sad that our teachers, you know, in this country need to supplement their income, but they do. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of teachers out there that are making not it's, enough it's money. It's not all just, teachers. Not all, okay. all teachers, but there were a lot of those stories. But I yeah. do think there were a lot of people that were genuinely benefiting this, you know, from this in a good way. And then to build the fa- the fandom and to build a platform yeah. on their shoulders and to be like, everyone out. Yep. Party's Mo- over. Money says we can't do this anymore. <clears throat> yeah. Some, someone said we can't do this anymore. A, it was too late. Like, yeah, like for real. It became it was it was too big and too 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 many people knew about OnlyFans in that way. Like, that's a tough rebranding project, I think, to yeah. be like, hey, look, okay, we want people to change our perspective on OnlyFans, and we want them to think of us as uh, workout and uh, cooking. Uh, 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 aside for you to uh, watch people uh, teach your teach recipes. Yeah, like that was never going to happen. So, uh, surprisingly or unsurprisingly. Um, Everyone was like, what the fuck? This is, this is A, it's never going to work. Mm-hmm. Public outcry of people. And then also supporting, you know, people supporting sex workers and being like, you can't do this because you're taking money or you're sort of, you're, 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 you're hurting people yep. by doing this. 
business. Yeah. You're killing a massive wave of empowerment for so many people. Exactly. And so just a matter of days later, they decided that the ban, which was going to come October 1st, which was quite aggressive, I guess, anyway, um, they're putting that on pause. And I think they're rethinking their strategy. Smart. Um, which I think is great and awesome and important, but also like, what the fuck were they doing? Like, yeah. what did they think was going to happen? And it's it's a Brit is it Europe is European right? British? Hard to say. We don't we don't do that kind of research around here. <laughs> I think <laughs> we, 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 I we believe in uh, no political you're on the boundaries. Wrong <laughs> you're on the podcast. It's from London. London, got it. Yeah, and I guess we, they just were they were they were feeling the pressure from the banks and yeah. the. Um, I think there was some investigation on their um, content monitoring. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think some things were slipping through the cracks. Yeah. Um, some things, some unsavory, th- unsavory things that they didn't want on the app. And then, you know, these banks were calling for an investigation into these, mm-hmm. like, monitoring and, like, content. Which is probably liability yeah. for the banks, of course. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's pressure from them to push OnlyFans to get off or to you know go away from that and, yeah you know i guess they uh why do they need banks money <laughs> but if they're taking like a cut well i from think every i transaction, think um i think the credit card companies were like we're, we're not gonna let our credit card users uh, spend money on your app on your website sorry mm-hmm. mm, tricky i'm glad they're not I'm glad they're keeping the sexually explicit content on the app. I think that's a good move. They shouldn't have said that uh, they were taking it off in the first place. I think they could have figured out a way to up their content monitoring. Oh, content moderation. That's what I've been. That's what I've been thinking of. I want to round out this OnlyFans convo by creating. Yes, please. I want to create a uh, right now freestyle. I'm Mm -hmm. gonna. This is a fake. I've been writing it in my head for the last ten seconds. This is a fake commercial for OnlyFans after the sex is gone. Oh, Ready? Yeah. Close my eyes. <clears throat> hey, you. Do you like things wet and hot? Then you'll love OnlyFans. You'll love risotto. A North Italian rice dish cooked in broth <laughs> until it reaches a creamy consistency derived from meat, fish, even vegetables. Mmm. <laughs> Risotto on OnlyFans. Wow, that's that, gonna be that's, the, uh, that's that's gonna be the promo clip. That is a hundred percent. That's beautiful stuff. I mean, that was when, amazing. It's funny. I was I'm crying. I was trying to think about how they could reposition and recapture America. Take a hard left. Hard from sex to cooking, mm-hmm. and uh, the transition was just late. Right there, yeah. but, but yeah. on our podcast, yeah. Um, what an honor. that was! That was great. That was beautiful. And I think uh, if OnlyFans, if you're listening, um, they are also a logo change. No, you know? don't I think that you don't need key. you don't need a new brand. That's the key to success. You don't need a new brand. If we've learned Just anything. Keep it internal. Fix the things you need to fix, and keep uh, keep giving money to creators. Yeah. Don't like don't waste that money on uh, branding. But a logo change would change everything. I think that's what, you know, I'm here to let them know. Both Tiffany's look, and OnlyFans. Don't look fans. at me. Those logos, you know, I'm they got to go, both of them. I'm not mad at it. Both I'm of like, them. I remember one time I was, when I was teaching, I was 
having, I don't know what I was doing, but we were out, we were talking about, one of the kids was like, oh, for my senior thesis, or one of the students was like, for my senior thesis, I'm going to rebrand this Mexican restaurant. Yeah. And it was like a white kid. It was a white, it was a white kid in my class. And I was like, um, why, why do you, why do you want to rebrand it? You want to work in restaurants? Like, why don't you create a fake restaurant? Yes. And if you want it to be like Mexican cuisine, cool. Sure. And they were like, no, it's just like every time I go in there, their menus, it looks like the, the mom and pop that made it made up themselves <laughs> and it's hard to read. And I was, we had to have this, this conversation about how sometimes I was like, well, can you, do you know what to order? Yes. Is it delicious? It's the best. Who was, um, who was this person again? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it was one of these conversations where it's like, I think I think it's good that the menu is like that because yeah, yes. you have to, not everything should be rebranded. If it works, it works. And you can't, don't like, don't gentrify their menu because you want to make it look like some modern design that honestly you probably wouldn't do very well and would make it worse, you know, like <laughs> to be fair. Um, Adam, I respect you and I'm happy to have you in my home. <laughs> Agree to disagree. <laughs> I love I love things that are kind of off, like that. Just somebody just put together, like it's yeah. it's charming. Like it is, it's good. It is the. I mean, it, it is the. It's functional, practical. It comes from necessity. Yes. It comes from it's grassroots. Is I mean, it is like the reason that I started creating anything was to be empowered to do that to communicate and if you're like a mom and pop mexican spot and you're like we don't have access to a graphic designer so we're using the signboard and we're hand making our menu and we're taking horrible photos which could maybe be a little better but um that's it's okay and if someone they know that is like a family member wants to help them or if they want to yeah i don't know it's it's uh it's interesting <clears throat> And, and and it's about access, and it's like, yeah, we, you know. We shouldn't rebrand everything. Sure, fine, maybe <laughs> that's not. Yeah, the, retreat off this hill, Alex. You know, maybe we shouldn't change everything. Mm -hmm. But they maybe they'd be more successful if they did. Um, they would not. <laughs> it doesn't need playing. it. Um, speaking <laughs> of some more things that have rebranded, um, we're just going to fire these off because I don't think any of them, uh, you know, are are worthy of sort of a, a long uh, and, and and dissection. But maybe I'm wrong because Mount Dew is fucking back again. After, again, this is like the third straight week on the podcast where we've talked about Mount Dew playing fast and loose with their beverages and their properties and their brand assets. This is fucking Mountain Dew flaming hot drink. What are we even? What is going I'm on? I'm pretty sure that says Mitten Dew. No, it's like an abbreviation for Mountain. Like oh, MTN. MTN Dew. Where is that? In, why isn't there a period after if it's an abbreviation? Well, that's. I mean, come on. This is branding 101. If you just want to remove the vowels and fucking. But they removed a consonant. <laughs> they removed an N between the M and the T. It's Mountain. No, but they just like the. They got the. Well, they, got well, they needed the to end. have three letters on top, three letters on the but bottom. But they don't even match. See, they don't have to be three. They're not even equal. So, you, uh, would you quit poking <sighs> holes? Yeah. Come on. Have you ever done beverage branding? All we've been doing is poking holes. <laughs> this is this should be called poking holes with Kevy and Alex. That's what it should be called. Uh, you know, uh, I, 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 it's got legs, <laughs> maybe. I mean, pokey I holes. What do you think, I Kevin? I, I say rebrand everything. I don't think I've poked that many holes. Uh, but no, Mountain Dew rebranded uh, as MTN Dew uh, mm. quite a number of years ago. Mm. Everyone knows that. Mitten. Come on. I think it's a. I think it's a. It's a bad move on their part. Well, no, it's because they 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 were they they got hip and cool that they, they, they've been mount 
Mountain. Do you know MTN. how much cognitive power it takes to to read Mountain when it's spelled out entirely? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you don't even exactly. Yeah, they a don't lot, have a lot. To, yeah, they they they've this, we've uh, realized that ninety two percent of our demographic can't understand four <laughs> consonants and four vowels <laughs> in one word. Well, we've got to cut it back. Yeah, I mean they've already done that, but today <laughs> they're here with Flame and Hot Mountain Dew uh, to, tor- to torch your uh, taste buds. Mountain Dew, the dewy, <laughs> the dewy refreshing. And then they mix that with flaming hot. It's like the hot, the heat would evaporate the dew immediately. I feel like is this alcoholic? N- nah, I'm gonna yeah. say I don't think it is. Man, this is this is crazy. This fucking rules. Uh, they're doing something else with the package design here. Um, you know, I think maybe we need to, you know, get on their level a little bit. Like it'd, it'd be this cool. goes so hard. It'd be cool if you touched it and it was actually hot to the touch. Ooh, I that'd think. Be cool. uh, to be honest, I gotta say maybe I'm, I'll give some credit here pepsico is uh you know a beverage company that pales in comparison to coca-cola we all know that we can all yeah fuck fuck both of them kevin we all know that coca-cola is the uh the 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 leader in the in the category i kind of have a respect for what pepsico is doing here because they're like yo you guys classic old school americana norman walkwell we're fucking, we don't give a fuck. We're choosing <laughs> fucking violence. We're going at, we're doing fucking Mountain Dew hard. We're creating fucking combinations. We're just taking different brands and throwing them in a fucking mm. uh, sort yeah, of like, slot machine, yeah, pressing like a bunch of that. levers, and look what comes out. Flaming fucking hot Mountain Dew drink. Yeah, it looks hot for sure. I, I think we got to try this. Yeah, you going to try this? It says... The unique blend of spicy and classic sweet citrus. Mm. That sounds disgusting. It says <laughs> in the press release, it's going to annihilate your body. It says that in the press release? Yep. I 100% believe them. You're going to want to spit it out, but you can't. That can't be the real fucking It's going to make release. your asshole burn. I mean, do we... I don't understand why anyone would want a spicy beverage as someone who loves spicy food. Mm. I don't really know why, but this, will be a, this is going to be around for like probably a month or two. So many people are going to be like, "Oh shit, that looks so cool! Like I want to try it." And it's going to be it's going to it's going to be all viral. Everybody's going to be talking about it, just like we are now. And then maybe it tastes good, maybe it doesn't. It probably won't, but you know, I'm really intrigued. I'm going to try this in celebration of the launch that nobody asked for. We're also getting a Mountain Dew and contemporary clothing brand collaboration hmm. called, the brand is called Broken Promises. Are you familiar with oh, that brand? Oh, wow. What? Um, <laughs> Wait, is this Flamin' Hot? No, this is this is a real thing. I'm, 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 but is this a Mountain Dew brand? This is a Mountain Dew Flamin' Hot collab with a fashion clo- contemporary clothing brand. Wow. Broken Promises to debut in a pair line inspired by the Flamin' Hot logo. You know, this is almost too much to the point where it comes back around for me, and I kind of love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, can I say something uh, controversial on the podcast? I, I wouldn't if I were you. I'm ready. I'm ready to say it. I think we're done with uh, beverage brand or fast food apparel merch lines. Mm. I think we got Famous the Kentucky Fried Chicken Crocs and the, you know mm. uh, the Flaming Hot Cheetos streetwear. Like, I, I think we. We got to call it here. Nope. Okay. That's All a right. take. Yeah. I mean, um, are people buying this? 
Like McDonald's, Travis Scott, chicken nugget. No, but like, this is like, that's, that graphic design speaks to you. Yeah, it's the flames. Oh my God. I like, I really hate big brands and I, you know, I think Mountain Dew is just like poison pretty much. Or Flamin' Hot Cheetos are also poison. And, you know, you put these two things together, it's double poison. But, like, it has me just wanting to be like, fuck it. I'm going to die lit. Like, this looks awesome. New from Pepsi. A drink you'll love. Double poison. (laughs) It'll annihilate you. Double poison. I mean, it's going to, it's definitely going to do some, a number on your insides. And uh, to be honest, I do want to try it. Um, (laughs) And um, at the end of this, I want to say, I I need it. I I do kind of want to try. So I, to be honest, I'd rather try this than the hard Mountain Dew. I think that it's like I know exactly what it's going to taste like. It's just going to taste like bad seltzer that has uh, Mountain Dew inspired flavors. If mm-hmm. that, it's going to taste yeah. like fruit punch Mountain uh, sel- hard seltzer, which is you can get that from any other brand. This this is a uh, unique uh, assets. Uh, mm-hmm. The flaming hot and uh, Adam, because he is uh, such a lovely uh, man and such a lovely person, brought us flaming hot chips here to eat on the pod, um, which I am uh, going to eat immediately. After we could we do finish. that right now. Oh, you want to grab? We them? could just do some. Oh, yeah, all, let's do it. Some what's good it called? ASMR oh, uh, sort of a chip eating. Um, <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll yeah. go grab them, Kevin. You uh, talk to the masses. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to yeah. give some book recommendations for those people that? Um, have made it to the end of this podcast. You are a voracious this is the end? reader. Okay. Yeah, we're almost we're there. Close, I feel like I thought it was all pre-roll. Oh, I just want to eat the chips. Oh, got it. Um, okay, you ready to start the pod? <laughs> all right, we got three, two, one. Kevin poking holes with Kevin and Alex <laughs> and Wolf Cub in the morning. The buzz. We do have a local radio show morning uh, vibe going on. Thank you for dialing in near traffic on the west side looking backed up to the freeway. Do you ever go into work and just be like, I'm going to my Steve job? Uh, We work from home, so I don't go into work technically. Have you ever been to the uh, spaceship in Cupertino? I've been to Infinite Loop, yeah. In front of it or inside of it? Inside it. Wow. What are the bathrooms like there? Um, they are um, user friendly. Wow, <clears throat> our bathrooms have watered down soap. Ooh, yeah. 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 I learned a little bit about the pencil factory. Um, and I know, I know you guys already know history, but let me see. Let me try to explain it and see if I'm right. I don't know yeah. shit. So, so yeah, uh, I know that the pencil factory used to make pencils. That's why they call it the pencil factory. Fact. And uh, what I learned was that in the early 1900s, that the pencils that they made because this place was ran this whole building was ran as a front for the mafia that the pencils that were made were half wood clippings and graphite and the rest of it wasn't wood clippings it was pieces of uh human human body parts cool in this building the one that we i mean i'm 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 guessing i'm making this up the number one design podcast in lithuania so is this? Is Wait. This, is oh yeah, I think I saw you post that. This yeah. place has got to be. That's haunted. just a fact. Sorry. Yeah. This place has got to be haunted. Then. I think he made that up. It's, yeah, it's probably haunted by the dreams of illustrators that didn't make it. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I might of be designers that had to hang up their uh, fucking <clears throat> mouse pad. <laughs> hang up their mouse pad. Back when people used mouse pad, yeah. No, for real though. I remember coming to some great parties here. Yeah. I'm no, the building think. has history in the design yeah. community, and that's why. 
to be honest, why we're here. Because I, uh, as a, a historian of, of graphic design, wanted to follow in the footsteps of uh, the greats. Yeah. That all worked in this building. Yeah. So why should I use Apple Music and Lance not Wyman. Spotify? Ooh, good question. To each their own. I mean... Is that the company line? Yeah, to each their own. Because part of my job is to know what's going on, I, I kind of have to have and know about all of them. And, and I think that all of them have their own pros and cons. Um, I'm really proud that we're getting better and better, though. Yeah, yeah. Mm. for real. I use Apple for my podcasts yeah. and Spotify for my music. Yeah, that makes sense. Is that dumb? No, I mean, it, I feel like it's if once you start using something yep. and it starts to know you kind of you know it becomes your mm-hmm. comes your home for whatever and that's that's uh that that makes sense to each their own one one last i don't know i'm saying one last thing so i don't you want to end the podcast well i wanted to see i've been really into making you know doing like little vocal advertisements oh yeah for you, fake, really, another for really fake great. things anything okay, you'd you like anything you'd like me to plug before i go We'll put a little vo- vocal affectation on. Okay. Wow. We have so many brands. Well, first which... off, is there anything you'd like to pull? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think that people should check out Front and Center Oof. with Alex and Kevin. I think wow. they already are, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't, need, like, they don't need the advertisement. They're listening to the fucking podcast. <laughs> They've literally made it to the 100th minute of the podcast. Yeah. At this point, they're, our, they're best friends. Yeah. I love you. You know what I like about podcasts? This is a word I heard recently. It's a polysocial experience. Yeah. You feel like you're hanging out with buddies. You ever see that meme where it's the kid listening to podcasts and he's sitting in front of a a billboard and everyone's laughing and it's him laughing with them? Check it out. (laughs) What? (laughs) Podcasting meme. Google it and put it into your image. And uh, this is the image that will come up. It says, how it feels to listen to podcasts. It's a guy sitting yes. in front of a billboard. Probably social. Of people laughing. Yeah. But he That's is. How it feels. Uh, that is how it feels. Yeah. And so, um, Kevin, do you want to. We had some other topics, but I don't think they're. Nah. Really, um, they were fucking done with this clown. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is. We've, we've, been think, ro- we've been rolling for. I think, yeah, we, we, we got this. So, okay, uh, okay. Do, do you want to plug Apple? You're uh, the. Uh, Independent company. Maybe, uh, maybe tell us uh, when you, we can check out and or yeah, expect yeah. to see the next. Uh... Yo, man, I want to give a shout out. I want to give a shout out to uh, our hotel that we're in. I don't want to name it. My girlfriend's super weird about telling people where we're staying. also want to give a shout out to our airline that brought us here safely. I had Ooh. extended leg route. Not going to say the name because Spirit Airlines, baby. Uh, and, uh, and check out apple.com. If oh, hell uh, yeah. They got some I'm, of the I'm best. Joking computers <laughs> if you yo if you like computers hardware services music podcasts apps safety data privacy handheld uh mobile devices check yeah. out apple wow i think we don't like to give out free ads on the podcast but that was beautiful uh check out apple uh i i'm rooting for you i'm rooting for you guys yeah well you know we're just trying to make it happen yeah because uh, they're really scrappy yeah, yeah, I hope. I wish you guys nothing but the best. No, seriously, Adam, thank you for coming to the pod. I know your time in New York is limited, and to come uh, fucking kick it with us and uh, bullshit. It's, it's been is, a, it's been an honor. It's been an absolute pleasure, and it's thank nice you. talking to humans. You know, we're coming out of a pandemic, and it's nice talking to people ah. in IRL. Oh so yeah, thank you. Yes, sir.
Uh, we have, we'll discuss off mic about what we can and can't use from this interview. Yeah, shoot me an edit. Yeah, yeah. we'll shoot you an edit. You <laughs> didn't well, an edit. You didn't divulge anything, which is yeah, to, to yeah, Apple's yeah. credit. You know, there it's was that the art one of misdirection. Moment. Oh, I gotta go to my Steve Jobs. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's it like working for Doctor Dre? Is he there a lot? Is he does, actually is he actually does, a doctor? Yeah. Does he? Uh, does he, he ever does come he practice, in and does he practice medicine? He's, does he he's ever a, rap for you guys? Well, not every doctor practices medicine. He's a doctor of philosophical science. Oh, fuck. You got me there. Hmm. Adam. All right. Stop chewing. Stop, Adam. stop chewing before you sign us off. You're a mensch. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for coming by. Thank you for doing yes, this. this rule. Thank you for bringing uh, your your hottest takes and uh, and your hottest your, Doritos. And hottest, hottest Doritos with and, Alex and Kevin in the morning. <laughs> and all those, right uh, now those, those Apple uh, insights. We're gonna go. You've got a great voice too. Yeah. Good. Front, good. Good on Mike. Front and center only on OnlyFans. <sighs> Get closer. Potentially Should paywall. You think of what I'm thinking? I mean, nudes. I could use. I could use some more cash. Guys, get uh, in the middle with front and center. Kevin, do you know what I realized we didn't do last week? We didn't like end. Yeah, we did. So we like, so we're still we're going? just like, oh yeah, we're kind of ending. No, we we ended. We ended. Yeah. Did you listen to it? I know I listened to the end, but it just it didn't feel like we uh, we landed the ship. Well, should we end now? Should, yeah. Should we put this in before we say thank you and goodbye, or should we end it on this? I think we should. End with this. Okay. Get your love when I'm gone, when I've said my last goodbye. Who gets your love? Get your love when I'm gone. Who gets your love? Othello on the
get your love.